places in five. Hey, everybody. Hey, hello. Can you hear me? Hello. I'm testing, mic testing. I think this is the beginning of Places in Five. Welcome to the podcast of Places in Five. This is the July 31st. So we're, I think we're exactly in the middle of this year of 200, 200,000, no, 2019. Wow. And um, yeah, see, math is not a strong point. And uh, welcome. Hi, Liz. Hi, Fishman. How are you? I'm good. How was that for an intro? That was long winded and silly. Yeah, because people still don't understand what Places in Five is. It's your place to be in five. (laughs) It could be. It's totally open. Like if you get, if you, well, for people who don't get that theater reference, or I think maybe everybody gets the Places in Five thing, because it also makes me think of... I mean, people who watch late night TV, I mean, Johnny Carson, that whole thing. I mean, the mm-hmm. places and five things got to be probably, um, that would be a good survey to take, a good poll. Mm. So people know the reference of uh, places and five. I or what do you do. associate the term places and five with? Right. You know, is it is it something to do with entertainment or, mm-hmm. or the military? I don't know. Um, mm. But our little podcast mm. here, we mm-hmm. like to think in terms of places in five because we like that you have to be ready at the drop of the hat to go yes. do your thing. You Get need to live stage. in a state of resi- readiness. Yes. Yep. And, and and live your life center stage because, you know, that's that's where it's at. You, you're kind of out there in the middle of it all with the spotlight shining on you and, and you got to be ready to go. Yeah, that's good. I didn't know that this was this, that this was that oh god i can't talk right you know this is not a good day for a podcast because i can't really talk what's Um, wrong with you i didn't know that that's what places in five meant to you so i'm really glad that you just articulated that what do you mean (laughs) what do you think it meant to me what does it mean to you well the center stage thing i mean i love that i totally resonates with me but uh i didn't think of it in terms of that i like that a lot no mine you so you don't listen to what i say i said what it meant to me the whole thing of like being ready in the state of readiness (laughs) Okay. Everybody, it's whatever you want it to be. Just make it up. It is, of course. No, we, we probably should be a little stronger in our tagline um, and our description to people because that's what podcasts do. But I think you kind of get the gist is that we are trying to live creative lives um, and figuring it out and being in a state of readiness because that's Fishman's definition and mine's more about you're, you're out there on stage ready to go. It's the same kind of thing. Um, yes. But, and really it is. I mean, if you don't treat your life as if it's important and you are center stage, uh, then nobody else is going to. And, and I don't mean that in a narcissistic way. I mean that in a um, just living fully way, if by just yes. going out there and just going for it and, and acting in, in being center stage, being out there and open and ready. That's yes, really that's why about. that places in five uh, phrase is resonates with me too because yeah. it's it's been a lifetime of me uh, for me wanting to be a performer. Um, I'm like that's the happiest place to be, and um, and that that's that's living my life uh, fully. So yeah, I really like the um, the uh, what what that connotes is that a word i can use um yeah um, connotates it, it, connotes, it connotates or it drums right up word. for me a great feeling drum uh, <laughs> the, the, the places in five like it grounds me to the moment 
and uh, and how thrilling that is that what's really interesting is that places in five when you're ready to go on stage um when i'm in the wings waiting to go on I, it's the most terrifying experience of my life i've actually had experiences where and it's so funny that i love love it so much and i don't have this with stand-up so much when i'm about to be uh hmm. let go up there with stand-up it's very free because i guess there's no one relying on me if i ah. totally screw it up i can't screw up anybody else's timing or lines or blocking there's just none of that we're right. ready to go on stage in a play they're just the stakes seem high and i've gotten yeah. i've had situations where i thought i was going to pass out yeah. that i the hyperventilation or the the fear of fucking up or something i don't know and then yeah. once i'm out there it's fine and um but it, it i remember the last play i did in new jersey before i came out here um i i had moments of just just utter fear and i thought for sure i was never going to be doing i would never do another play again <laughs> what show was that again uh it was called spin is that and the wait is that the I one where campaign the campaign manager oh I, did i see that one i don't know i must have i must have but wait what was that one that i saw with a bunch of guys um oh gosh what was it? you're all in suits and then you were that was doing enterprise like a, Enterprise, you guys were doing a preview or something before yep. you went and did it, and then the blogging. I remember there was a moment where you, you, you thought you were supposed to go off stage, or you went off stage, and yep. you're supposed to still be on there, <laughs> yep. something like that. And you came back it's on, exactly. and and Joe and I were like, uh, "Fishman just fucked up there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But I think, right? Am I? Yeah. What I, you're I'm remembering trying to remember perfectly what, well. That's what, exactly what you've said is right on the money. Right, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I walked right? on stage and I shouldn't have been there at all. It was a scene between two guys and it was kind of they were having this intimate moment. And I went, hello. And I was like, no, oh, fuck. No, I think, you I think you turned your back and just pretended yes. like you were supposed I to be off stage. Exactly. Because it was that kind of space. It was that, that kind of, of play anyway yes. where we had to turn, because that was the way yeah. we did it in Scotland is we had to turn our That's backs because right. there was no getting off stage. Um and uh, so that was part of the premise of the play anyway. Mm -hmm. At that point, when we did it in that space in New York, uh, there wasn't a need for us to stay on stage, or I think we were still playing with the idea. Yeah. And um, so, but I just totally fucked up. I didn't, we, we still <laughs> didn't know the play as well as we yes. needed to. Right. Um, so it was, so we just weren't ready for the preview as much as, you know, we were spot on ready f to open in Scotland, but we just, that week before was still too early. We just oh. weren't ready. Okay. So here's, here's a great analogy actually speaking of that kind of screwing up on stage, it kind of ties into life. Most of the time, and actors definitely have experienced this, you, the audience will not know you screwed up unless you signal it to them. That's right. And, and that's and life remember, too. That, Absolutely. That's, that's perfect. what I'm saying. It's a great, perfect, perfect tie-in. Because I remember there'd be so many times when I was in you know, musicals or something, obviously if you're screwing up the song, the, the audience probably knows. But you know, if maybe your blocking's a little off or you changed a line or you forget something or somebody jumps in and if you go up you know, or something like that, it, it, usually the audience won't know. And it's only you that knows, obviously. But and so that's true in life. If you don't signal to people that you don't know what the hell you're doing or yet you're screwing up, they're not going to know. You can pretty much vamp through anything, a presentation, an interview or whatever. Uh, 
I mean, you could be honest and say, wow, I, I really don't know. I'm kind of screwing up here. That's kind of cool too. You know, there's some authenticity fun going on there, but I, I think if you screw up, most of the time people don't get it, don't recognize it. Isn't that interesting? They don't understand that there is no script and that they, right. We, we don't, we, are all, we make up all this crap about what we think is going to happen and how we, we don't do things because we're fearful and because we've made up this whole scenario around what it's going to be, but not realizing it's like, oh, wait, there is no script and nobody knows if we deviate from the script right. that we've already decided to play out in our heads. Absolutely. That's right. yeah. It's the Buddha Balboa. Hey, hey. Uh, That's no, right. It's, You're it's, all about yin-yang. Yes. Yin-yang, man. It, we're, we're, all, we're all a little bit uh, devil and uh, angel inside. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody is. Of course. That's what up. makes it work. It, yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos is important. It's not right. something you can get rid of. No. Um, so yes. that's interesting. Right. You're going to have, yeah, well, there's no such thing as utopia and perfection. It just doesn't exist. That was one of my favorite themes about the start, the original Star Trek series that I guess they kept throughout the whole line of Star Trek. It's that look at that chaos is so important to survival that you can't have one or you can't have good and bad or you can't have one or the other. You need both. You need oh. a mix. Okay. Um, <laughs> I learned okay. that. I learned that from Star Trek. Way learned, back oh, when. see, actually, I learned a lot from Star Star Trek when oh, I was me young. Too. Oh, yeah, my God. Captain Kirk and all his yep. uh, his great acting and um, yes, exactly. <laughs> William Shatner and and actually though they had a lot of great. There were a million lessons in Star so Trek. So they were all lessons. That's what it was all about. They're all morality diverse, tales. Every right. episode, diversity. Yep. Uh, yep. you know, what didn't, wasn't it the first, um, kiss, the first interracial, interracial kiss, kiss on something TV. like that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you it know, didn't, you know, it didn't quite count though, because Spock was not a human oh. and he was green. So, so I think that was oh, part him. of the calculus that they made. Him and um, Or the, did, was it Kirk and O'Hara? I thought it was Hora? Kirk. I thought it was I cool. remember once reading that maybe there was an issue and they wanted oh, it to I be Spock know. because of the whole racial thing. I don't remember, but there was a there was like a this was a big deal. Like it was yeah. legitimately a big deal. Yeah. And this friggin' TV show like became a a flashpoint for culture wars. Like it's just amazing. Yeah, I loved I, I loved show. Star Trek. Gene Roddenberry. Damn. That's right. My my brother and I used to watch it. I, I was a Trekkie. I used to have Star Trek calendars up on my wall. I I would get one every Christmas. Yeah, and, and it had the picture, and then like the you know some famous picture where the trouble with tribbles was one of the episode, and they had a lot of tribbles that were kind of, um, I guess, uh, multiplying or something. I don't know some stupid thing, some hairy little fake beasts. Yeah, um, I think it was also the first TV show that I became aware of my own sexuality, and uh, uh -oh. I would get really yeah that Yeoman Rand character. That oh. uh, she, because they wore these little skirts, yes. basically oh, those. The oh my god, she was so gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of gorgeous women in and out of that show. It was like yeah. so amazing. I was like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah, I want to be an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See? see, that's what did it all. It was the that's tight costumes. It. <laughs> it so did. It so did. Well, exactly I, I loved. Right I wanted. I loved the fact that they could beam themselves up. And yeah, off oh, the, on oh, and off fantastic. of planets and out of, I, mm. I thought I want one of those like, this. Yep. and, and then the, uh, the, 
the recorder thing, which looks like the flip phone of right, the tricorder, the communicator. So yeah, the communicator. The, yeah, the yes. it was the flip phone exactly. It was it the was flip the phone flip before phone. the flip phone. Yep, it's fantastic. It was so cool, and I thought, wow, yes. this is just uh, just amazing stuff. And then you always had all the. Um, the red shirts, which were the people who always the dispensable the engineering characters. science science people. Well, they were always yep, the people with who the red got shirts. Killed. You didn't really know who they were, and they were they were just right. It was always this right. The special the ensign, <laughs> the young ensign, got brought down on that expedition, and you knew he was buying it. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, <laughs> it's so true. It's and great. how Scotty was always the engineer was always you know he can't upset. take it anymore. He's always you know, upset. She's going to blow, out. Captain. Yep. She's going to yes, blow. Brilliant. They can't do it. You know, his yeah. machine. His ship was going to explode. Yeah, and, just uh, brilliant. Yeah, as if they were like traveling on a pirate ship, you know, yeah. like an old, like yeah. an old relic. Exactly. Yeah. It was brilliant. That yeah. was so brilliant a choice. <laughs> I, I don't even know if they realized that. how great that was. Oh, because it, it made it so human. It made it so human. Yes. While they're there, it's the height of technology that right. we've never seen or thought about before, which was so fun. But it, they were so incredibly human. The relationships were great. Yes, right. and the, yeah, DeForest Kelly, like just that cantankerous old do yeah. country doctor yeah. guy. I'm a, I'm a whatever. I'm not hating. A, like he yeah. doesn't want to even be on the transporter because it's like right. he doesn't believe in science. It's right, like, right, right. Here he, he's the doctor. He was kind of like the Doctor Smith of uh, Lost in yes, Space. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, like, oh right. God. The kind of angsty doctor, uh -huh. so to speak. In space. Have you have you watched the new Lost in Space on Netflix? <gasps> no. Oh my they God! Have a Lost in Space show. There, there's a Lost in Space show. One season of it was released last year. I think the second season's coming out shortly. Same it characters. It's phenomenal. It's a completely reimagined Lost in Space. Exact same characters, uh, you know, script wise. Watch. But Doctor Smith is played by a woman, and she's. I think it's Parker Posey. She's fantastic, and um, and the cast is great. The writing is great. Um, it's all of one. I love it. I just absolutely love it. And I love, because I loved the original show mm, and the fact that they too. took the concept of the original show and which is a show that I just, so you're already filled with all this love for the material and the fact that they've done it so well and made it brand new, um, mm. which is, it's just so fun. I love yeah. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's an actual series. It's a yeah. They I think there are ten episodes in the first oh, season, and then oh. uh, really well done. And then they set it up to have more more the uh, next season. So well, the act, check the, it the out. performances are just so good. The woman who plays uh, June um, Robinson, mm. she also was in House of Cards. I don't remember she was her so pretty, name. The mother, the actress. this actress is just so good. She's yeah. so great in House of Cards too. And um, I have to look her up. She's just, yep. the cast is great. The kids are great. Um, What's the and, robot like? Um, the robot's really cool. So Modern? cool. Very much, just just a, a nice. There, there's a nod to the original robot, but barely because we've learned so much more about science that yeah. it makes much more sense to have a, a brand newly designed, you know, uh, robot. But this oh. robot's genius. Cool. And the whole backstory of the robot and how they get the robot is phenomenal. Um, oh. Yeah, this this robot's okay, completely. Don't tell me. Yeah, it's so good. It's fun. Yeah. It's just. I'm gonna fun. watch it. Yeah, so uh, so we are lost in space. We it, have just like, gotten so, we... so lost. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just fun. That, that, that's just fun stuff. So really, maybe is that why you became an actor? Because of Star Trek? Can we tie that back here? Can we tie that Probably. back up? Probably. I think so. 
Really? I think we can, we can, I can probably, okay, wait. well, I point, right, you so know, it's funny. I, I point to a couple of things recently. One, I did this cooking show. Um, a friend of mine does a weekly cooking show and I was a guest on her cooking show and I cooked something and it was one of these Facebook live things, you know, they stream it live. Yes, of course. And, um, and I, and I realized that, uh, thinking back to a childhood show that I watched, The Galloping Gourmet, mm. I think I talked about this before, is that this guy would prepare, it was this half hour show, and it, he's kind of like a stand-up comic, basically, who was cooking and telling jokes. And then at the end of every episode, he'd pull an audience member out, and then they would sit down and have this meal that he just created. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, I thought he was the greatest thing ever because mm. he was so obviously an actor, a performer. It wasn't that he was a cook. It was more of he was an entertainer. He loved food and he obviously knew how to cook really well. But it was the entertainment value of it that I just loved. And I mm. remember that really switched me on. So there's that. And I think the Star Trek thing, I think the William Shatner school of acting of mm. like that, that emote, you know, being in pain and like all those fun circumstances that he got to do as an actor, all those different fantasies he got to play out. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Oh, and you're um, still that good of an actor. And then I remember one. And th exactly. That's, that's my, that's, that's where I'm style. from. That's my <laughs> style. And cause I remember when I, and then when I, I r read about him and his career was, he grew up in Canada. I think he's Canadian and he, and he did Shakespeare for like he did regional theater was right. his, background before the Star Trek thing. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah, that's the path I'm going to go on and all that. So I think I was really inspired mm. by William Shatner and Star mm. Trek as a, as a thing. Yes, I think there's some reality there. Right. That's interesting. Okay. So that's some of your tie-in. And I love sci And yeah, the idea and that I could get- And you love sci-fi. And I love sci-fi. I want to get a job, you know, doing, like, I'd love to get a to get a gig on, on a show, you know, like the Orville now. And there's there's so much science fiction that's being done and there's all these new shows coming on mm -hmm. um, that that would be great to be on a sci-fi show. That would oh, be awesome. That would be so perfect. Between a sci-fi show and a, and a sitcom. Those are my, and a those are my show. goals. And a cook, I've done the cooking <laughs> show. I was satisfied with my cooking experience. Uh, well, okay. So, so there's, there's room for you, Bishman. Yeah. There's room what for about you. your inspiration? I, you know what? That's, you know what? That's a very good question. I remember being like, in like second grade or something and doing um you know uh like school plays kind of thing and feeling like oh this is kind of cool and then actually my whole thing really started when i started dance classes in uh third grade um somebody recommended local dance classes at the you know in town and i started doing uh you know dance and then it had recitals every year and i really just linked right into that that was it for me, I loved it. And then it connected me to a theater school where they did musicals at the end of every year where you took dance class and other classes um, and some voice and stuff. And, and it kind of culminated in a show. And right there, I just knew. Um, and I, I always wanted to write. I think I even posted about this the other day. Just I was kind of a writer. Um, I would love to read and write little stories. So it was right. It was built into me. I think right away. And uh, once I got into the dancing and singing kind of thing, um, that totally pushed me in the direction of being in the theater and on mm. stage. So that was, that was mine. It was not as exciting as your William Shatner story, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, mine was a little more um, homegrown, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. All right. So we're both on our way. 
We'll figure it <laughs> we out. Are. We we're, are. We're at places in five. We're, podcast, we're on the road. You know, we're on the we're road, on the road enjoying okay. it all, enjoying the scenery, enjoying the activity. That's we right. get, we get, it out. we stop along the road wherever it suits our fancy to participate in what's there. That's right. And uh, and then we just keep going. And we're going to get eventually. We are going to do that tour that I talked about, the Places in Five tour. I love the it's tour idea happen. because I love the idea of doing the work and and traveling around at the same time. And it, it sounds awesome. I, mm -hmm. I totally we, would we love do to do that. We could do it in theaters. So, yeah, so we have to grow this sense. podcasting audience in yes. order to create the demand that people want us to come visit their town. Or, or we just show up whether they like <laughs> it or not. We were going to be places of five pie. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, fish, I gotta, I gotta go. Okay. I love you. All right. And, well, uh, love you. And, Have a great, uh, the rest of your day. Thank you as you. And, um, and what, what, what is the most important part of places in five? And scenes. And scenes.